Welcome to the Garden of Favor podcast, where we are committed to cultivating lives and businesses God's way. Because when we do, we see the evidence of his favor. I'm warning you now, be prepared. You might cry a little bit and you might be tempted to shout a couple yeses and amens as we ask ourselves the tough questions and get honest with God about what he wants to do in us and through us for the kingdom. Hey, sister friend, I'm Heather, teacher turned six-figure corporate exec, turn top 1% network marketer, turn dream job, living my best life as a mindset strategist and kingdom blueprints coach for Christian entrepreneurs. I believe your life is like a garden and your business plays a major role in fulfilling your purpose and calling. Are you ready to get your mindset and heart set in sync with the father so you can bloom into all he's created you to be? Then let's grow girl. Friends, I am so excited today to welcome one of my dear friends to the show. And I, as we're wrapping up this year, I couldn't help but start reflecting on my word of the year, which I had shared with you all in the beginning is surrender. And the Lord is so good and so kind to bring us friends and sisters and to be able to do life with. And so if y'all don't have a friend like my friend, Michelle, you need to become friends with her. And so as we're wrapping up this year, I thought it would be such a good idea to bring her onto the show because we have such a, a, a connection uh, with this word surrender. And the Lord has just blessed me so much. I remember the first time, Michelle, that I had connected with you in any way. I had this message in my inbox on Facebook, I think, and it was all these voice messages. And I'm like, who is this? I don't know who this is. And what the Lord has been able to do over this last year of just really giving us uh, a friendship and a safe space to grow and teach each other and encourage each other. And so I'm excited to bring you on to share a little bit about your journey with this word that we have in common. So let me tell you a little bit about Michelle. Michelle is a wife of almost 17 years. She's a homeschooling mama of five, and she's an entrepreneur and lives in the beautiful state of Florida. She lives in Orlando. So she loves bringing a biblical perspective to day-to-day life through her conversations on her very own podcast called the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast. So go check that out later on. And she truly believes that the most important work that you'll ever do is within the walls of your home and helps other busy moms expand their vision by connecting the work of their hands with their influence at home so they can leave a lasting legacy through the next generation. Michelle is really passionate about encouraging others to pursue their greatest potential as an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and in kingdom business by first pursuing the person of Jesus. And so I know you're going to be so blessed by her. So welcome to the show today, Michelle. Wow. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited just to be hanging out with you because I love spending time with you. Um, But thank you for having me on the show. And I just want to thank you, not just for what you do to serve and to show up and to give God your yes every day, but just for who you are, because I've known Heather outside of the podcast. You probably know her from the podcast or maybe from coaching, but but I've known her off the scenes and she really is authentic and she lives out what she preaches. And I really appreciate how you show women what's possible. You know, there's this idea. It's like, man, I have these dreams. Is it possible to be an excellent wife? Is it, is it possible to be an intentional mother and be successful in business? Like, what does that look like? And so your walk and your journey shows women what's possible. And it's so encouraging and inspiring. And I love how you just bathe the work of your hands with the word of God and point women to the Lord and to truth and all that you do. So thank you for the light that you are and just the friend that you've been to me this year, as we've been on this 
similar parallel journey together of God, what are you doing and what's happening, but we trust you. (laughs) So Uh, I could say the exact same thing about you. So thank you. In fact, I was thinking, I'm like, okay, so how do we connect? I remember it was, is through your really encouraging voice messages. And we even talked at one point about working together, like a coach, like relationship. And I remember as we were talking about that, I, I literally told you, I want to be friends. Like, not that I don't become friends with my clients, but I just really felt like there were things that maybe, you know, yeah, maybe I can teach you some things, but there were some things that I knew that you could really teach me. And so I just kind of laid down that I was like, yeah, let's not work together. Let's, let's be friends. And while from a business perspective, that might seem a little bit, does it make sense? Like logically, I knew in my spirit that the Lord was like, she's, she's good people. And, and you, uh, she's, she's a blessing in your life. So equally, I think all the same about you. So and that just shares your heart. That just shares your heart. And it really was an answer to prayer to me too. Cause I was like, you know, I told my husband, I said, babe, I really just, I want to work with her because I knew I was, I was going through a specific transition in my life and in my business. And I wanted you to walk me through that. But I also really felt like I told my husband, I was like, man, I just want to be friends. I really feel like we have something to, to walk together here as women, as the body of believers. So anyways, it's been awesome. It's been real. I think the voice messages I sent you, I was literally taking a shower, but that's just how it's been. <laughs> well, I knew <laughs> from that. I'm like, so, appreciate you so much. Like we could be friends. If you're, if you're sending me messages from the shower, the bathroom, like you're, you're my girl. So well, Michelle, tell us a little bit about, well, yeah. I mean, I think your gift, obviously the first thing you said, you're an encourager. You're such an encourager. This word that we have interwoven into this year of 2021, which is surrender and uh, the, you know, the way that we've been able to process this word. And so I have my own definition. The Lord has given me, I would love for you to share what it, what does surrender even mean to you? Mm, that's such a good question. You know, for me, I would say surrender is pursuing Jesus above all. Because if you make him your everything, if you put him first, you're going to give him your yes and you're going to know him and you're going to hear from him because you have to know him and you have to hear him to be able to give him your yes. How are you supposed to obey or surrender if you don't know what he's trying to tell you or what he's asking you to do? And so I really think that just to go back even to more of the root of surrender, I think it really just starts with knowing Jesus. And I think that is so important because we live in a world where the last couple of years, the world has been shaking. And one of the cool things is that it's really woken us up in hard and uncomfortable ways, but it is not enough just to know about God anymore. It's not enough to, uh, you know, know what you think about him or what you've been told about him. But like, this is the time that we need to know him for who he is. And it really all starts there. And, um, and then just giving him your yes, whatever that looks like, whatever he's asking you to do, just do that. I love that answer. And that's so, yes, that's so good. And so I think from a very practical perspective, I think this is something that a lot of Christians wrestle with, especially when we hear other people say, well, God told me, or, you know, had to know Jesus. Right. And so I would love for you to share, what does that look like? What is the difference between knowing who Jesus is and having a personal relationship with him. What are some practical things that you do in your day, in your life, in your marriage or family and motherhood or homeschooling, all the things that you do business that 
really allow you to have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Let me back up a minute and tell you a little bit about my journey and my story um, so that I can tell you what it's looked like, how I'm practically kind of walking this out day to day. Um, And I think this is such a cool conversation because it's really about like you talk about all the time, it's the mindset and the heart set of a kingdom entrepreneur, because we really want to journey on the surrender thing. Because even right now it's the holidays. This is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, but let's get real. It doesn't often feel like that. It can feel like financial burden. It can feel like less sleep, more stress, overwhelmed calendar, food commas, you know, all the things. But this is the time of the year where we want to surrender our control and really find joy in the Lord in the midst of sometimes tension and in light of surrender. So when I think about joy and finding more joy in our lives, we just really want to go back to the Lord. And as you plan your year too, again, this is why it's, I think it's so timely that we're talking about this because this is a time where we're making our plans for the new year and setting our goals. And I'm super checklist oriented, but the posture of our heart matters so much. It changes everything. And so as you make your plans, remember like Proverbs 16, nine says the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. So As you make your dreams and as you go through your busy schedule this month, as you begin to dream and plan for the new year, remember to keep surrender at the forefront of your mind. And so for me, I'll just share a little bit about my journey. Um, Well, 2020 for me, I got a flashback there really, really quick, but 2020 was a year where I was very, very focused on business, started out laser focused The year was going and we all know what happened in 2020. COVID struck, quarantine came and everyone's world was rocked. And my husband and I, as entrepreneurs, we were like, man, what are we, what are we going to do? What do we do here? And so I believe that there's opportunity in everything. And in the midst, you know, everybody responded differently. Many people slowed down, but for us, life sped up faster than ever. And I just decided, you know what? I'm going to cut out the noise. I'm going to cut out the drama. I'm going to cut out all the opinions. And I'm really going to put my head down and just get to work. I'm going to do what I can do to serve my family, to serve the community, and to just do good in the midst of all this chaos. And so that was really my response to that in 2020. And what that ended like, what that ended up like was a very big work year, hustle season completely. And by the end of 2020, I found myself juggling three different businesses while being a wife, while homeschooling the kids, while managing a household, um, all of it. So much was going on and I was feeling really burnt out. And I just want to mention one thing because I know you women listening our goal getters and our doers and dreamers. And you love that. But there was such a grace for that season and that year in 2020, because my home was in order. And I just want to remind you that it's so important that year I had never gone on more dates or trips with my husband. My kids were being nurtured. The home was just in order. And I had the peace and the permission to show up at the capacity that I did. And so I just want to remind you that remember, as you pursue your goals, to keep first things first and don't sacrifice the relationships of the most important people in your life um, in that way. But there was a sacrifice. There was a sacrifice to that. And it was me. It was me. By the end of 2020, uh, I could feel my health, my, myself physically crumbling. It was just too much stress and not enough sleep over too much time. It wears you out. And I knew, thankfully, that the Lord was moving me in a different direction for 2021 
And as he would give me a little bit of clarity or a little peace, and I would give him my yes of obedience, more clarity came. I think that clarity comes with each yes of obedience. We just know the next step and we, um, and then he continues that process. And so he began to restructure my life and transition me to a new season and a new year and a time of slowdown. So my whole goal at the end of 2020 was to take the month of January and unplug. So you've heard Heather talk about her Jomo and her time. And I was like, yes, I'm down for that, but it's going to have to start in January. So January was going to be the time where I was getting everything at a place where I could unplug. I could completely stop. I could slow down because I needed some well-deserved me time. I needed rest. I need restoration. I needed to be refreshed. And I was ready for that. So I got to that place the first week of January and began that beautiful time that I was so looking forward to. And absolutely as clear as can be, the Lord was like, no, sweetheart, I love you too much. I'm doing a new thing in you. And I want you to join your husband with doing a 21 day fast. And this is my time and I want to consecrate you and I want you to trust me. And so that was the first time this year that I really gave God my yes, because that's kind of crazy. I've never done like a long fast like that or anything. And I was like, but if I didn't know that he was asking me to do it, I mean, I probably wouldn't have done it, but I did. And so that month was very challenging. I was already exhausted. I was already on empty and now I'm fasting. So now I'm physically like weak. Right. So I'm like laid up in bed a lot during the month. And I was, my prayer was, God, I've got nothing here. I have nothing, but I'm available. I am making room for you. Do whatever you want to do, but whatever you do, it's going to be you because I am not striving for anything. I am here. I'm available. I'm obedient, but it's going to be you because I got nothing here. So the fast ended and I was like, all right, let's get back to life. Let's get started with the real year. Let's see how this is going to go. And the journey of surrender continued. That was just the beginning of it. And so all year long, the Lord has just been teaching me a new way. He's been teaching me to walk differently. He's been teaching me to organize and align my life differently. And so much has been the inner work, the posture of my heart which obviously affects the outside and what you do in response to that. But it's just been a journey. This year has been different than um, any other year. And I'll tell you that my 2020 and 2021 have looked completely different. And I just want to mention one more thing before I pass, pass it back to you. But remember that God defines what success is. And I'm so thankful that In 2021, in the beginning of the year, I was like, God, what does success look like to you right now in this season? And he gave me very clear instructions on that. And I I remember even reading them to you once on a voice message because I hadn't shared them with anything. It was like my personal journal. But the thing is, is that it looked so different than the year before, but I'm so thankful that God gave me that vision, that clarity, because it's allowed me to stay rooted and grounded, knowing that even though success looks different than it did last year. Maybe even though it looks different than what I maybe would have considered worthy work, even though it looks different than maybe what the world tells me success looks like, it's success to you because I'm honoring you and I'm obeying what you're asking me to do. And so I just want to remind you to let the Lord define your seasons. Let him define what success looks like to you, because when everybody was slowing down in 2020, man, I was, I was going 90 to nothing. 
And then when everybody started like, all right, I'm getting back to it in 2021, the Lord was slowing me down because he's the one that holds the season and that holds our life in his hands. And we can trust him. I love that. And it goes back to one of the flows, forget, like follow the Lord over the world, right? Follow the Lord over the world because it seemed like everybody was slowing down and the Lord was telling you to speed up. And then everybody was speeding up and he's telling you to slow down. And so, right. It's so that's something I always am uh, talking about is, you know, success, it's obedience to God and it's whatever he's asking you to do. And I think that's really part of surrender. It's doing what he's asking you to do over what you, you personally think is, is the right thing. And so I, you know, we've had a lot of conversations about surrender. And for me, it really started out with surrendering the need to know, to have this like control of under, like knowing what God was doing. Right. And so trying to figure out all the, the end times and eschatology and, you know, what's going on in the government and, and just all these things. But for you, if you could sum up what he was telling you, surrender meant in like a phrase, like what, what is the surrender for, what does it look like for you? Yeah. One thing that he showed me, because I am all about pursuing your greatest potential. I love that. that I love that idea of that, but what I've learned and what he's narrowed it down to is that pursuing your greatest potential is pursuing the person of Jesus. You know, we even talk about, I did an episode, we talk about being the best version of us and being the best mm-hmm. version of ourselves, And, and that's cool as long as it looks like him. It's not about being the best us we can be. It's about us looking like him. And I think sometimes with the self-development process that business puts you in and the personal growth, we can make it so much about us that our focus gets off. And I'll just share one thing that has really been foundational for what the Lord's been doing this year, because I'm wired like a Martha. I love to work. I love to do. I love to be productive, but he has been teaching me all year long just to slow down and be a Mary, to sit at his feet, to trust him, to rest in him, to look at him, to listen to him and to find joy in his presence alone. And so I just want to read really quick, if it's okay with you, we all know the story of Mary and Martha, but I would love to just read this real quick and just bring that into it. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. And I just want to remind you, ladies listening, that you can have the best intentions. You can be doing good things. You can be serving and doing things that seem important. But what matters is God's perspective. What matters is how he sees it. And from Jesus's perspective, if you're not focused on the one thing, which is him, all the other things are only going to keep you busy and distracted. And so even though in the past, my heart was good, I was doing good things. I was partnering with the Lord and bringing him into it. It was more about me than I realized. And it wasn't as much about the one thing. So he has just been realigning me in that way, because it is all about seeking his face and desiring to know his heart first. And out of that place, out of that place, we can get up and get to work. So I just want to encourage you as you make your Christmas list and finish up the shopping, 
put at the top of your list, like pursue Jesus or make him the one thing as you make your, your goals for the year. If you feel completely disoriented and confused and you're like, I don't even know what I want anymore. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm supposed to do anymore. I mean, Heather's got a lot of clarity encouragement for you on that, but if nothing else, just pursue the one thing, pursue what is ultimate, pursue what is eternal, because your greatest success will be fueled from the place of pursuing the person of Jesus, because he is your greatest reward. And that's where the joy comes because the joy comes from knowing him. He is our great reward. And when you lay down your life, which which is really the call of the gospel, you get to pick up his and you get to have all of him. And there is so much joy to be found from knowing him. Can I get an amen? We're like going to church today. I love (laughs) it. Yes. You have so much. And this, I think too, was part of my, I want to be friends with you. Um, you know, as, as we just have continued to grow in our relationship and share our journeys with each other, you have so much wisdom and it is very evident that you have that relationship with Jesus. What I also love is that you're sharing is that there's more. And so just because we have this relationship with Jesus, he wants to continually take us deeper. He continually wants to show us more of who he is, more of yeah, just more of him. And so I, I, I love, yeah, you are, you have so much goodness to share. So what has that been like from a, yeah, we can read the story of Mary and Martha. Most of us have heard that before. Yes. Choose the good portion. I heard such a great message about that. Jesus is the good portion. And so what did, what did either of them choose, but from a really practical perspective, what is that? And, and even just from the, again, I think sometimes we can we know what that sounds like. Right. But like, what are the, because we were flesh, like we're flesh, we're soul and we're spirit. And so there's this wrestle because flesh will tell you, no, 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 no. Just like Martha, right. You got to do these things, but, but the spirit, right. will say, wait, Jesus wants to hang out with you. And so that's where we get everything from. So tell us a little bit about maybe the highs and the lows of that, right? Because I think there's the, there's the flesh that's not, doesn't always feel good. And then there's that, oh my goodness, this is better than I thought this was going to be. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey of that surrendering and becoming truly a Mary in all these areas of your life? Yeah. Well, becoming is the key word because this is a process and I am so much in process. So I'm coming from a place of, I don't have it all figured out. I am learning and I'm letting the Lord teach me his heart, teach me his ways, because I want to walk the way he wants me to walk. And I want him to be first and on the throne of my life. Um, I'll tell you straight up. It was challenging. It's been challenging to make this, this shift from self-absorbed. Let's be honest. I didn't think I was, I didn't realize I was, I was self-absorbed to make this shift from self-absorbed to surrender. It's been difficult. It's been challenging. It's felt uncomfortable. It's felt like loss and laying a lot of things down. One of the things that um, he's really asked me to lay a lot of business endeavors down, a lot of work this year. So I would give him something and then he'd be like, he'd, I'd be like, oh, you want that too? Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, actually, God, you want all of me. All right, then. So it's been this crazy process and there's so many layers of surrender. And um, But he cares so much. He loves you that much. Think about it. Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He laid down his life in the ultimate act of surrender. He wasn't murdered. He laid down his life. He gave you everything. So do we want to give him our everything? 
He wants us to give him our everything because he wants to allow his kingdom to come to earth through you. There's a verse that says, um, where is it? It's, it's John 17, 10. It says, my glory is revealed through their surrendered lives. And mm. isn't that what we're all about here? We are kingdom women. We are kingdom mamas. We're kingdom entrepreneurs. And our goal is to give him glory and to reveal his kingdom here on this earth. And we can only do that through our surrendered lives. And so it is something that has felt uncomfortable. It's been challenging. It's, it's been, there's been a lot of tears this year, but tears are good. Tears are a gift. If you're, if the Lord's working and you're crying through things, like don't be afraid to, to be emotional because tears are revealing and healing and there's cleansing that happens. And I think they're a gift. So I'm just going to throw that out there for somebody who maybe just is feeling a little bit of that, that place. But as the year's gone on, I'm like, Lord, I look in your word and I see that there is joy there's always joy in the midst of sacrifice. It just goes hand in hand. So I'm like, there is joy to be found. The joy of knowing you help me to experience this. So I've just been pressing into the joy of surrender and the other side of that um, because it's a process. And so it's been beautiful. And I'll just share a couple practical ways, because like you said, and even in the beginning, you know, it's nice to talk about surrender. And if you're like, man, I, I want to surrender. I really want more of Jesus. I really want to give him my yes. I really want to to have first things first this year. I really want to make Jesus the one thing, but what does that actually look like? I mean, I've got kids, I've got a business, I've got endeavors I'm doing. I've got a husband. Like, how do I actually surrender in my day-to-day life? Like, do I get to do anything? I mean, what, what does that look like? And so this is the thing is there's not, there's not a formula for surrender. Again, it's so much as the posture of your heart and how it looks is going to be different. So for example, this past week, my niece is getting married. So I'm doing her wedding cake and cupcakes. So I've been, I was baking like a mad woman for like two days. I mean, all day long baking to like up, up early in the early morning, just a huge project. So all that to say is I was very, very busy, but I had the best time with the Lord because I knew going into it, God, like I'm going to be working, but I'm bringing you into this. Like we're doing this together. I'm listening to sermons. I'm listening to podcasts, but first I'm listening to you. I want to hear your heart. Speak to me. I'm available. And so when you bring Jesus into your everyday life, that brings the meaning to the mundane. It's fixing your attention on him in the midst, right? It doesn't have to look like this sacred, quiet space with worship music on and soaking happening and candles lit. It doesn't have to be like that. That's beautiful and it can, and that's helpful, but, but in our everyday life, so much has to do with the attention. So I just want to encourage you. Uh, there's a word that's been deep on my heart this year. It's not a typical like churchy word. I grew up in church my whole life, but we have a lot of Christianese words and terms, but behold, the word behold has not been one of them. And behold to me simply means to look at Jesus, to fix your attention on him. You know, when Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, she was close to him. She was looking at him and she was listening. So I think as we draw close to the Lord, as we listen to him, it's looking at him because when we look at him and we can see him rightly, that's where true transformation comes. And then as we're transformed and we understand who our identity is, as we see him rightly for who he is, we can see ourselves rightly. And from that place, we can live rightly and influence others and make a, a kingdom eternal impact. 
And so I just want to encourage you that as you go through this month, I know you have so much on your plate. I know the calendar's full, but just fix your attention, posture your heart to look at the Lord and bring him into every moment. And then, so like I had those couple days of baking. And then after that, I had a couple days where, Hey, I literally went outside. I sat down, I journaled, I took time. I made room in my schedule to spend time with the Lord. I slowed down and I sat with him. And so it looks different. And it doesn't, there's not a right or a wrong way. It's just making sure that your attention and your focus and your eyes are fixed on him because we need to see, see clearly, especially in the times to come, the times we're living in, we need to see clearly, but we need to see Jesus first. I love that because I think, yeah, there's no formula and you said that. And so often, even as entrepreneurs, we're looking for, okay, what do I do? What do I have to do? What do I need to do? It's, and I think surrender, it's, it's even that idea that, we talk a lot about, it's not about having to do it. It's not about needing to do it. It's not about should do it, but it's about we get to. We get to choose to sit at the feet of Jesus and spend time with him. We we can. And I think, again, in the world that like the world's going to tell us what we should. And so that, that doesn't make sense, right? If you want to be successful. You've got to do these things, but we can as, and I say this all the time as kingdom entrepreneurs, we get to do, we get to do it different because our business and our life and, and whatever, whether it's success or it's not defined by ourselves, it is defined by Jesus. And I love that because even from day to day, what I hear you saying is that you get his plan of surrender from even each a day could look different. And so it's not necessarily you do, okay, I'm just going to take a month. And for example, like the Jomo, right. That I talk about, okay, so the Jomo challenge, I'm going to take the whole month of, I really don't know what that's going to look like in the month. And so maybe one day it looks like this and one day it looks like that, but your heart is postured in a way and your ears are open to hearing what he's asking. And, and, and then you, it's better than what you thought. Right. Um, I love that. So it's very custom because you were saying how, you know, when you're business minded, you're always like, you're trying to get it done. Let's, we're not playing around here. Like, so I was like, all right, Lord, this is your year. Like, I want to do things your way. That was the cry of my heart. And I'm like, all right, so I want your presence. I want more of you. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? God. (laughs) And he's like, no, you cannot strive for my presence. You yield to it. And I want to remind you, ladies listening, that so much is in the receiving. God loves you so much more than you can comprehend. So more than anything, what I would say is this is the time of year we we, we celebrate the Christmas season. We put our eyes on the Lord. We make room for him. He's Emmanuel, God with us. Make room for him in your heart and know that there is more. There is more of him to be found and create space for him, create space for him. There's a quote um, from William Hinn. I love it. He, he just says, God doesn't want your ability. He wants your availability. So receive his love, receive from him because there is more, there's more to be found in him. And the joy is found in knowing him. Like you said, surrender the need to know. There's so much in this world. It's been interesting because I'm a very big goal-oriented person. And one thing I've noticed this year for me as I've been on this journey of surrender is that my vision is less and less. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. It's more short-sighted, meaning that I'm learning to trust God 
day by day to be my daily bread. I don't have to know it all. I don't have to know the future. I can surrender the future knowing that he's already there. I can surrender the outcome. doesn't mean I don't make my plans because I certainly have things in the pipeline, but at the end of the day, it's submitted to him. And I'm like, God, I'm making my plans. This is what I, what I would like to do. This is what I'm trusting you, your way, your time. And I'm trusting that you're going to ordain my steps and I surrender them to you. Again, it's just the posture of your heart. And so I just want to encourage you to make room for the Lord in your heart this season, whether it causes you to slow down and spend time with him, or whether you're just really focused on fixing your gaze upon him and beholding his beauty and just loving him and receiving his luxurious love, whatever that looks like, just know there's more to be found in him. And that is the source of joy in your life. That is the satisfaction. That is the strength because there is peace in that. Okay. And I want to say one last thing because, okay. So for example, I would say when I think about, I wrestled with this joy idea a little bit because I was like, what is that? Am I actually joyful? What does that even look like? Because I'm a little bit more of like a serious, intense person. And the thing that I realized is that joy is not a personality. You know, we think of joy as being giggly and bubbly and, oh, it doesn't matter. No big deal. Whatever. La la la. Like it's not a personality. Joy is within. And so for me, if I can smile big with my spirit like at peace and my heart free, like that is joy. There is a, there's peace and joy are so well connected. And I'll tell you this week, I've been going through a storm of a situation, a storm, but it has been so incredible to experience God's peace and joy in the midst of it, because there is a peace that surpasses all understanding and only comes from him. And I have been able to experience more of his love and more of his joy and more of his peace because of the hard times. So when you go through hard times or there's tension in relationships, you got the holiday dinners and you're just, you know, all the tension is just all, it's, it's all here. It's, it's here. Don't run from it. Embrace it because God has more of himself in that. And he has something good for you. So yes, lean into the uncomfortable. So that's something I always teach um, that. Yeah. You don't run away from it. You run into the arms of Jesus and I can't help but think that uh, just what you said just struck a, a memory that the Lord had showed me, right? We as entrepreneurs and as moms and as wives, right? We have like, we have servant hearts. I think deep inside, it's like, we want to do good for people. We want to help people. We want to, but if, if you want to be able to give more in 2022, you have to receive more. You can't give what you don't have. And so maybe it is that you want to be able to love people better and see people the way that God sees people. Well, you have to receive God's love more for you in order to be able to give that to other people. Maybe it's finances, right? A lot of people in business, we've got goals, right? We want to do good things. We want to pour back into the kingdom and, and expand the kingdom of God. But money is such a huge mindset issue thing with so many women. And so, and myself included as the Lord has brought me on so deep a journey and continues to renew my mind about what money is. And uh, we want to give more, but sometimes we don't know how to receive. And so you said that I'm like, yes, as is such a reminder. So as you're setting your goals for 2022 and what you want to do and what you want to give and what you want to be able to, you know, accomplish, it starts at the receiving end. And that was Michelle, exactly what we're talking about is sitting at the feet of Jesus, giving him your surrender, making room for him, making space, emptying. And I keep thinking, and the Lord keeps showing me like new wineskin, new wineskin. This is a new wineskin season where we have to pour out the old. We have to be, get rid of the old. Uh, not that that wasn't good and that didn't serve a purpose and that didn't prepare us and position us for what's coming, but that he wants to do a new thing. 
and it's going to look different and it's going to feel uncomfortable. But in order for us to be able to fulfill that calling and like you keep talking about, there's a shift happening and it's going to happen regardless of whether you want it to or not. And so for me, that was that surrender, that need to be remain comfortable. In fact, I'm doing a Bible study right now that talks about our comfortability, our comfortability, if that's how you say it, um, can become an idol that we think that us being comfortable is the purpose. And that's really not the purpose of our walk with Jesus, right? It's about being put in the fire and being put in these situations that we might not know, but rather than that fighting, flighting, or freezing, we flow with the spirit of God. And we know that he is in control because we're surrendered to him and we're creating that space to get that next step. So um, I just had to interject that in there as I'm like, yes, you're stirring my spirit as you're speaking this, all these things uh, that and I'll go back to when, when the Lord gave me that word surrender, I, I tried to negotiate a different word. I was not happy about it. I mean, going from bloom to surrender didn't seem like that was the path, right. That I wanted, but there is joy in the surrender. And Michelle, I know that you have a gift for, uh, for my listeners really tied to that joy of surrender. So can you tell them what you, um, yeah, what, what they can, how they can experience more joy in the surrender? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, if you go over to nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect, you can grab a free gift that I created for you. I made these really cute Christmas inspired, um, Christmas themed joy of surrender cards. They're just free printables. You can print them out. They're inspiring quotes and scripture verses that are really going to encourage you to give God your yes this season. So go over there and grab those. You can tape them on your mirror, put them in your Bible as a reminder, and really just share them because I want you to know that there is more joy to be found. And there was more of him and it's a process, you know, just be patient with yourself. Just like you mentioned the new wine and the new wine skin. And one thing that I have understood is, you know, wine and oil, it takes time. It takes time to produce. So be patient with yourself, but know that God wants to do a new thing. There is no doubt the old ways of doing things, the old ways of thinking, even as believers, like he's doing something new and we really need to deeply tap into that trust and um, just submit to the surrender that he's calling. And if we pursue the one thing that is ultimate, which is Jesus himself, he says he is necessary. He's the one thing. You're always going to find success as a kingdom entrepreneur because our success is found in him. And I know that's what you want. I know your heart and your intentions are good and you want success in all the areas of your life as a wife, as a mom and in business, but just know that it can only be found in Jesus. Amen. A- to the men. Uh, <laughs> yes. So good, Michelle. Oh, well, any last, any last words of wisdom? You have shared so much goodness today and I can't thank you enough for just, yeah, just sharing your journey. But for, for the woman who is listening and she's like, man, I, I want to have that. I, I want to experience a little more of that surrender. What kind of words of encouragement can you give her going into this new year, knowing that he's doing a new thing and helping her to, to prepare, prepare her heart? Yeah. Well, I've shared a lot. I feel like I've kind of um, definitely explained what was most important on my heart, but you know, what came into my mind when you, you just mentioned that is I want to bring highlight the importance of doing this with other people, other believers, there is something significant about walking in community. I know that sometimes as, as Christians, it's, it's a personal relationship with the Lord and it is, 
but I want you to know that you need other people in your life to walk alongside you and to grow with. And for us, like we've been there for each other from afar. We'll talk a bunch in spurts and then we won't talk for a while, but God has always ordained that, that relationship and those conversations just when we needed it most. And one thing that I've learned this year, because I have been plugged into a really beautiful family of, of believers is that my personal relationship with the Lord, I did not realize how dependent it was on me walking as the body of Christ with other people. Um, I always thought that it was just, like I said, it was personal relationship, but when I opened myself up and I was vulnerable to learning from others and to really doing life with others and face to face, face to face, being a family, being God's bride and going after him in that way, our whole family has just exploded in our hearts for the Lord. And we have grown and matured so much. Doesn't mean it's always been easy, but we've grown so much. So I just want to remind you to not do life alone, but to find other women to walk alongside you because we need each other and we are supposed to walk together. It is God's heart for us to be family and you don't have to be alone in this. So I just want you to know that from a, from a podcast place, you know, Heather and I are here to support you, but do find those face-to-face relationships because they are valuable more than I even realized as I was in the hustle and grind of the online uh, space for so long with so many relationships, but face-to-face, face-to-face with each other, face-to-face with the Lord. That's where it's at. So good. Yeah. Isolation is a strategy of the enemy to make you feel alone. And I think that's been a huge thing. So that is great advice. Yes. Connect with people online. I'm going to give you a chance also to tell, tell the ladies listening all the places that they can connect with you because I'm telling you, you want someone like Michelle in your corner. She is good people. She has encouraged me again. Like you, you said, I, I would just get these messages randomly. I'm like, oh, well, the Lord knew I needed to hear that today. Or maybe it was a song that you've sent. And so again, I appreciate your friendship. And we are supposed to embrace like the body of Christ. And the Bible says the closer that it comes to Jesus returning, we need to meet more and more together. And so I love that piece of advice, not just to keep it all virtual, but to find people who you can actually do life with face-to-face with others and face-to-face with Jesus. Amen. So Michelle, where can my girls connect with you? Where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. Just that one website, nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect. You'll see all the things, but grab the free gift. There's a, there's another free gift, 10 tips to finding fulfillment um, while balancing motherhood and business like a boss. So you'll enjoy that too, but just go on and be encouraged and be blessed. And Heather, thank you for having me. I appreciate you and value your time and your friendship. And I'm so excited to see what God is going to be doing in your life this year. Michelle, I love you. And thank you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.